What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the hardworking happy hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. Happy Friday, Catherine. Happy Friday, Sean. Ah, end of the week. week. Yeah, we had a good week. We did have a good week. Um, I mean, it was a good week. Weather was a little iffy. It rained a lot. That yeah. wasn't great. But I feel like we made the best of it and still got a lot done. We did make the best of it, got a lot done, and uh, and I also feel like we're finally on the precipice of spring. Yeah. Today felt Today like Today felt like spring. A really nice first day of spring, and next week's supposed to be beautiful. So uh, that's got me pretty excited. Yeah. It's got me pretty excited. We can pop the doors open on the MCC, work in here, have a nice breeze. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited. It's like the best office with a view. It definitely is, especially where we're working. True. Yeah. Right on that river. It is pretty beautiful. It really is. We're going to pop these windows open. I mean doors. Yeah. And uh, maybe the windows too. I don't know. Yeah. Get a good cross breeze. It's going to be It's going to be really nice. I'm it's looking forward nice. to it. Yeah. But uh, what what are we drinking this week? We what are we drinking. Uh, we're starting off with two chicks sparkling vodka QTs. Yeah. Is, I, a- I think that's their name. Because it has vodka, peach, Cucumber tea, which is where the QT comes from. Yeah. Clever. And time cocktail. It's really good. It is. Um, I, I always get a little bit weirded out with like cucumber flavored drinks. Mm-hmm. Like it almost, it, to me, it, I imagine that it tastes like the, um, you know, like the aloe stuff that you put on when you have sunburn. Yeah. I feel like that's what that tastes like. You think that cucumber tastes like aloe vera? I guess. I don't know. That's just you what think I think those about. Two things taste like each other, or you're worried that it's going to taste like aloe vera. Um, I haven't tasted aloe vera because you just put it on your skin and not in your mouth. That's not true. There's aloe vera juice. Oh, there is. Yeah, it's very good for you. Does it taste like cucumber juice? No. Oh, I don't know. When I drink this cucumber tea, it makes me think of that stuff that you put on your sunburn. Huh? And wears me out. I don't know. Okay, so That's... you don't like this drink? Not that no, not that I don't like it. I'm just you know, I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's well, okay. I also bought another option. Which we're going to, yeah. So, we'll switch we have, to that. Should we announce it now or should we wait No, we'll we wait until we crack into it, okay. yeah. But I thought that that was uh, a fun way to do this. We got two different things to try. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how I feel about this cucumber tea by the end of the drink. <laughs> I love cucumber. I just recently discovered the Gatorade has a cucumber lime flavor and it is top yeah. notch. Yeah. Went to the top of my Gatorade rankings. I'll, I'll have to try that next week. I'll have to try that. Yeah. But this week, we're going to be talking about... We have really went on, on a, <laughs> a, a, a tangent a on the beverage. cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> a beverage tangent. Uh, stick with us because we got some good stuff coming up. <laughs> it's not all about the cucumber uh, drink that we're having. But uh, this week, we're going to be talking about how to build your dream team. Yep. Yeah. I'd say we've nailed it. So far? Yeah. Like our team now? Like we have the dream team. I think so. Yeah. I'm so happy with how things are right now. I am too. I think that we have, I feel like we're just starting to really hit our stride. Yeah. That's how I feel. I agree. You know? I do agree. But there's also lots of room for growth. There's always room for growth. Got to have that growth mindset. Yeah. Can't and be content. And with growth, you're always going to have to hire new people. So, you yep. know, time will tell. Time will tell. But right now, yeah. yeah, I feel pretty good about it. And I feel like... um we have by no means perfected the uh, process of finding, acquiring, and keeping good employees, but yeah, I think we have some insight on it. We've done pretty good. Right yeah. now, we've got a great team, and uh, it's something very top of mind for a lot of people because a lot of people have trouble finding and retaining good employees. Yeah, and it's spring Yeah, coming into the season, so a lot of people are hiring people for... Yep, for everything. Everything. Yeah. So by the end of this episode, you're going to have your dream team figured (laughs) out. They're going to be at your doorstep just waiting for you. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Where should we start? Should we start with, uh, let's talk about how you have found people, your experience? Yeah. So uh, I think we've touched on this a little bit on some of the other episodes that I've really been lucky through social media, um, having Mm -hmm. such a wide reach that uh, anytime we've had job openings, we've had a lot of qualified people reach out to us and 
it's put us in a position where we're choosing somebody, not just hoping that somebody chooses to want to work here. Yeah. We have options, which that's a really good place to start, obviously. Yeah. Having options so that you can kind of weed out, um, you know, the people that might not be a good fit. Yeah. And never you want can, to be in the position of just hiring someone because you need a body. Yeah. When you just need somebody with a pulse, you know, that's not a good position to be in. Mm-mm. And, you know, sometimes those people that just have a pulse, they're going to get the job done now because you just need bodies, but they're not going to be the type of people that are going to take your business to the next level. So right. it can be kind of a Band-Aid, you know, throw them out there, have them mix up some concrete or whatever. Yeah. But you want to make sure that you're getting the right people because those people are going to be what drives your business forward. Absolutely. So be picky. Be picky. Yeah. Absolutely. Be picky. So I guess we can start with um, something that I think there's there's two ways to go about it. And I think uh, depending on what type of business you have, uh, one or the other is going to be better for you. And that is having a defined role already established, having really all the job duties and all the qualifications and skills that that person would need, have Mm -hmm. that all mapped out and then try to find somebody that fills that exact position. Or you just try to find the best possible person with great attitude, you know, a good amount of skills that are going to be applicable. And then you figure out exactly what their day-to-day looks like Obviously, you have some of that mapped out, but um, I think smaller companies, a lot of times, that is, that's the way that I like to do it. Find yeah. the right person, and then you kind of figure out their exact role as they grow into it. Yep. Hire for personality. Yeah. Would you yeah. say that that is accurate based on your hiring experience? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> Well, I guess it's a little bit of both because we did kind of have an idea when I started out. You you did write some stuff down. Yeah. Then we just kind of didn't pay attention to that and then just kind of moved into... A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Yeah. And that was that was a, a unique position for me, I'd say, because um, like when we hired Anthony, it was that was more of a defined role where he was yeah. going to be a carpenter. He was going to be you know, hands-on building stuff, there was a little bit of a gray area of, you know, maybe other things that he could take on, like doing material takeoffs or, you know, just different stuff like that. But within our business, we're a construction company. We build backyards. Mm -hmm. That is like a pretty simple defined role. But when we hired you, it was like, I know I need help to take a lot of this stuff to the next level. It's part on the content side. Part of it is organizing the jobs. Part of it is inquiries. Part of it is, you know, doing stuff like a podcast. It was just like a <laughs> lot of stuff. And I knew I needed somebody to help me take that on. Yeah. So I remember I kind of like wrote down like a, like a, what you would do on a, on a given week, like fill it up with tasks. Um, don't think we really looked at that too much after you were hired. No. So, but luckily <laughs> I have you, it somewhere. I don't even remember what it says, but I we should put it in a time capsule <laughs> and yeah. look back in like five years because I think, I think the best thing about hiring you was that you were kind of, you were open to whatever we needed. Um, we're a small company, so it's, we need everybody to an extent to be like a Swiss army knife. Yeah. Do a little bit of everything. And you were like totally up for that challenge. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff has come about because you're here. Like it wasn't a need that I had before you were here. It was like, okay, we're, we're streamlining a lot of things. And now, okay, we have opportunities to pursue other stuff that we can kind of like figure out together. Yeah. So. And I think when it comes to hiring employees, you just have to like be open and honest about that because like I, that excites me, like endless opportunities. Yeah. Like not having a defined role. That is exciting to me. I love the fact that I was able to kind of create my own role and I can, you know, 
be reviewing contracts one minute and then I can be like, I want to go outside and swing a hammer, swing a hammer. I can do that. And that's fine. But sometimes some people want people hate that. They want that like defined role. I know what I'm going to do every single day. And yeah, I need to like know what benchmarks I need to hit and that kind of stuff. So I think just making sure that if you are hiring, you have that like conversation with what the expectations are. And just knowing how the person's going to fit into your company structure. So I think in a bigger company where everybody in the entire company isn't on the same site every day, you need to have a little bit more of a defined role. Um, Yeah. I mean, it could still work in a bigger company if, say, I was in the office all the time and I needed somebody to be like a partner for me with all of that like higher level decision making you could have somebody that comes in with not so much of a defined role but if they're going to be working like on their own without you know guidance or um or just being around you a lot you need to have more of a defined role and yeah and like you said some people thrive more on knowing the benchmarks knowing the objectives and they don't like some of that unknown yeah so something to think about there. Yeah. For sure. That is. That's a good point. There's two ways of going about it. Yeah. There's probably more than two ways, but those are the two ways that I think I'm familiar with. Yeah. And I think I've I've kind of tried it both ways. I yeah, I would say that Anthony and I are perfect examples of how yeah. either way could go. Yeah. For sure. And I'd say Tom and we both is kind of like turned out great. Better than great. <laughs> Whatever excellent. Um <laughs> I would say Tom is kind of in between that. Tom's our newest hire and he was coming on as, as like a carpenter, a a builder, laborer, whatever. But he also was coming from a a job at Lowe's where he was an assistant manager, um, had a lot of responsibilities, had a lot of, you know, stuff based around organization and, and just being on top of a lot of different things. So, we kind of knew when we hired him, that's something that we really need. We're not totally sure what that is going to look like on a day-to-day. But since then, he's completely taken over uh, the tool trailer. That's like his job to organize it, keep yeah. it clean, and also stay on top of sort of inventory. There's a lot of stuff that we just go through a lot. And that's been huge for for me to not have to worry about it. He him and Ant talk about it at the end of the day. Like tomorrow we're going to be framing a bunch. Uh, we need more framing now. So pick them up on the way, the way in tomorrow. So yeah, a lot of, a yeah. lot of ways to go about it. There are. Yeah. There's a uh, more than one way to skin a cat. A weird saying. <laughs> that is a weird saying. It is a, we've, we've, <laughs> well, we've, we've broken down a couple of those today. Yeah. Cut your teeth. That's don't, a weird one. Yeah. Don't, don't know where that came from. No idea. Um, there was another one too. Yeah. What was the other one? I can't remember. It'll come to us later. Yeah. But but skin a cat, that's it's a little cruel. Yeah, and why are, why is anybody doing that? I don't know. And doing it more than one way. <laughs> it just seems really bizarre. Yeah. Uh anyway. All right. Well, I pulled up some articles. Okay. So we can kind of maybe give our opinions. Yeah. Um, We're qualified to give our opinions on obviously. these. Obviously. Um well, I think first let's break it down into there's kind of like three parts of the process of building your dream team. Mm-hmm. Number one, attracting applicants. Yeah. Number two, weeding them out, finding the best one that's mm-hmm. going to fit. And then number three, once they're there and they're doing great, keeping them. Yeah. So we're going to we're gonna get into all that. The whole life cycle of an employee. Yeah. Until death. <laughs> until <laughs> until they, death until do you part. Yeah, until they die on your job site. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. All right. Well, this is from Indeed, which actually, so coming from the corporate world, I know how those people find jobs and it's like job boards and that kind of stuff. So if you feel like in the trades, it's more um, like loose, more, I don't know. Yeah. Well, just like if you think that it, it is different in the trades, just feel free to speak up. Okay. Yeah, this is your podcast, so you can you can speak up. This is my mic, and I'm going to say whatever the heck I want. (laughs) I'm just curious where the difference is because, like, the first one on this it says review the cover letter. Have you ever written a cover letter? 
I've never like applied for a job. True. Um, Have you ever read a cover letter? Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of people. Um, huh. I would say it. It is a little. It is a little bit different. Obviously, different in the trades, but right. um, but I also think that that mentality needs to kind of go away. Like this is a professional company. Mm-hmm. We are very buttoned up professionals. Yeah. We should take this seriously, you oh, know? For so, sure. yeah. um, a lot of people might listen to these like, Oh, cover letter. Who's going to write? Like you should expect that. Yeah. If you want somebody, you know, somebody that's, that's really good, they're going to put effort into their application and that yes. includes a cover letter. So we've, we've actually gotten a lot of those. Huh? So I just feel like cover letters and resumes are redundant. I would rather it be you put for I think that cover letters are almost kind of better because they you you have an opportunity to like more so tell your story than it than an essay. Yeah. Like just a resume is just yeah bullet points. So I feel like a cover letter maybe is the best way to tell your story. Yeah. But a lot of the times, um, thanks to the interwebs, when you submit through an online portal, people bigger companies will hire. Um, Headhunters, not headhunters. Oh. It's like AI. They, uh, you have to put certain words in your cover letter or in your resume, and it like weeds it out through that. Oh, so that's why I kind of have a little bit of a beef with a cover letter because they're just using it as like a search tool. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's not necessarily necessarily applicable. I think it's like bigger companies that do that, but I think well, I would say it's it's a little bit different, but almost every application was we made everyone apply through i mean we said send your resume Mm -hmm. um and they had to apply through email so so it was either an attachment that had a cover letter and a resume on it or it was the email itself was essentially the cover letter it was explaining why they wanted this job why you know what was what drew them to it yeah um and then the resume was attached so uh i thought that that was super important like yeah because i want to know you know do you just want a job like what is it we're a very unique company like we want somebody that's very passionate about what we're doing Mm -hmm. and i thought that that was really important that's so true yeah so it doesn't have to be like a formal cover letter but you know i think that's a red flag if somebody's like they just apply and uh you know they're just like here is my resume and then that's (laughs) it like here you take this yeah figure it out on your so you know, maybe yeah. it's a formal thing. Maybe it's just in the email, but they should be explaining why they want the job. Yeah, I like it. What else? What else we got? Uh, then it says review the resume. Um, so th- that's important. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> that does matter. Uh, thoroughly review previous employment, which that's oh, that's a good point, because um, I feel like it's all some places like definitely call your previous employers and ask for their opinions. Yeah. And some places don't. Where do you fall on that? I don't think, uh, you know what? Actually I did call one previous employer when I hired uh, scooter years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I called, I called his, I don't know, somebody that he put down. It was like somebody, his manager at, he, he worked at like a, a country club before that. So, um, I did call that person and they had good things to say about him. So, but I don't think uh, I don't think a lot of people necessarily do that. But one thing I have found reviewing resumes, there's usually two different types of people. It's somebody that has like 15 jobs on their on their resume, mm-hmm. and it's like, why have you only worked at these places for you know less than a year each? Yeah, that's always a little bit concerning. So I think some people put that stuff down like it's really great. Like I've worked at 15 different construction companies. Look how much experience <laughs> I have. Yeah. But I'd rather hire somebody else that doesn't necessarily have all that experience, but they've just worked at one place for 10 years. Yeah. Like they stuck it out. Yeah. You know, so that's always a little bit of a red flag. Yeah. So maybe, that maybe call. Sense. Call to just see what's up. Yeah. But also I feel like maybe like if you call, like no one's going to put down a bad reference. So Yeah. You're either going to get a good reference or you're going to get like their friend that they told to pretend to be their boss. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good move. I worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So this is like not super helpful. Oh, look internally. So I guess if you want to bring somebody up, bring somebody up through the ranks. 
what do they call that? They call that, um, yeah, I guess just hiring internally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I think, I think that that, especially for bigger companies, I think that's important in two, two ways. One, it's important for obviously the person that you end up promoting, they get a promotion that's good for them, mm-hmm. but it's good for morale of yeah. everybody else because they see, hey, there is room for growth here. Yeah. You know, there's. And this. they like value their employees. They want their employees to do better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that is, it's, it's really important. I think it's, um, it's a good strategy, you know, that there's a lot less unknowns with somebody that you've already had working with you. Um, and it's good to just have that plan in place like a path for your employees once you get them mm-hmm. how they can grow yeah because that's what that's what a lot of people are looking for they're looking for where am i going to fit in now but where can i go if i do a good job yeah kind of having that mapped out is always is always a good thing yeah definitely so what this article is this mostly just on the just on the application and the hiring um yeah just how to like find them or what else? What um, else we got? Okay, use social media. We already went through that. We already went through that. Um, this one I will say is a good one. Help employees become brand ambassadors. There's no better hires than like people that your people that you trust this person and they trust that person. That's a great hire. Yeah, absolutely. And those people should be out there like when they meet people. Oh, come work for our company. We're doing great things. Yeah, they should always have something good to say. You should leave your employees happy enough that they're like willing to be your cheerleaders. Yeah. Out in the world. That is like a really good way to. I've seen a lot of people do that with um, incentives for employees. Hey, if you find somebody, you know, your Mm -hmm. friend, your cousin, whatever works here and they stick it out and they get past like a 90 day probation period or whatever, you get a $500 bonus. Yeah. So that is a really good way to, uh, to encourage growth and new employees because especially if it's coming from an employee that you like and is doing a good job because they're not going to want to recommend somebody that is not going to do a good job and make them look bad. Right. So that's a really good, uh, good way to go about it. Yeah. I would say. And I feel like especially in a trade, like a carpenter or a plumber, like you do know other yeah carpenters, you know, other people in the field. So definitely if you've worked with them and you liked working with them, then keep, yeah, give them the recommendation. Absolutely. Get that five hundy. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe maybe it should be more than that. I know the, a lot of people really incentivize their employees to do that. And I've seen, I don't know, I feel like I've seen it like $2,000 if somebody lasts six months or something. Yeah. And think about that as a business owner. Like it's worth spending $1,500, $2,000, whatever as an incentive to just like imagine you hire somebody and they don't work out. How much does that cost you? Yeah, you're back you, to square one and yeah. you've wasted all this time. Yep. And you've invested time training the new person and then they don't work out. Yeah, like we talked to uh, Zach Detmore. It takes a while for a new employee to become profitable to your company. Yeah. There's a huge learning curve, especially in the trades. There's a lot to learn and it's a big investment on the company's end to teach somebody, train somebody and get them up to speed. Mm-hmm. So if they work with you six months and they're finally getting up to speed and then they quit, you just wasted six months and you got to start over. Yeah. So something to think about. Small price yeah. to pay. Um, Takes money to make money. Sure does. <laughs> you know, all those things <laughs> that they say. <laughs> um, broadcast your benefits and perks. That's definitely a big one. That is a big one. I think, especially in the trades, they're... I think is this mentality of, hey, it's it's hard work. You gotta you gotta come out and prove you know prove your worth and all this stuff. You're not gonna get anybody good like that. Mm-mm. You have to, you know. I think people, business owners in the trades, they want to like pay somebody as little as possible until they prove that they're worth it. When I always looked at it like, you should pay them really well. Give them good benefits, and then you can expect more out of them. Yeah. And if they don't work, see ya. <laughs> bye bye. That's on them at that point. That's on them at that point. But you're you're at least gonna attract higher qualified people because yeah. the really good people, 
there's opportunities out there. You need mm-hmm. to be competitive in the market. There's a huge demand for for skilled trade people. Yeah. What do you think? Was the benefit package ours was probably not as good as what you were getting at your corporate America job, but <laughs> no comment. But at least I there was say, some benefits. That yeah, was probably yeah. important. There, yes, benefits are important. And also, like this says benefits and perks, but I think that also another aspect that you can add to that is like company culture. Like, yeah, we have a great culture at Premier Outdoor Living and it's super fun to work there and I love going to work every day. Yeah. So if you have that environment, like show that up. Yeah. Let everyone see that. Or, you know, if they're interviewing, you can talk about it. But that's like, yeah, that's a huge selling point. No one wants to go to work and be miserable. No one wants to get yelled at all day at work. If you have a good company culture and all your employees are happy, like, put Shout that it. out. Yeah, yeah. Let people know that. Wheel in like a uh, a TV and a VCR into the interview and say, <laughs> watch this video about our great company culture. It's so fun yeah. to work here. You should also make an infomercial about it. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I mean, a lot of these are coming back to social media and putting yourself out there and, yeah. you know, broadcasting what you're all about. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah. And this, it's saying write a compelling job description, which we just, we talked about a a little bit, but I do want to point out, I feel like sometimes on like job postings or like wherever you're posting it, Craigslist or LinkedIn jobs or whatever, people will just be like, need carpenter, $20 an hour, call Jerry at blah, 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 blah. Don't do that. Yeah. No, no, you're not going to get the cream of the crop with something, some little sketchy blurb. Yeah. Really take your time to like sell it. An employee has to sell themselves, but a company has to sell themselves to an employee too. So it's like a yeah. I think the time to really try especially to attract now, people. especially now the the laborers and the 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 carpenters and electricians and the the tradespeople they have the upper hand right now. There's less of yeah. them and there's more demand for them, so they Very have true. their choice of where they're going to work. They have more opportunities than you have potential applicants. So you need to think about that. And like I said, I think especially older business owners, they just have this like hardened attitude like, yeah, it's going to be hard. You got to prove yourself. You got to work two years before I pay you more than $12 an hour. Yeah. Like that, that just is not going to get you anywhere. Yep. It's really not. And just take a chance and pay some like... Think of your ideal candidate, what you would pay that ideal person that really ends up working out. Put that aside in your budget and put that as the pay. Then you can expect somebody, you know, you are paying them really well. You're providing benefits. You're doing all these things. So you have the right to expect a high level of effort and, you know, production out of them. Yeah. And if they don't live up to it, can them. (laughs) <laughs> and hire somebody else, but you're going to get more applicants and you're more likely to find somebody that is going to work out like that. So yeah, something to think about. Yeah. And I think that's a good, um, like a good audit to do on your own business. Like create this avatar, like we talked about before of who your ideal candidate would be and then figure out what about your company? Why would that person that you've created this avatar? Why yeah. would that person want to work at your company? Like look at all your processes, look at, the people, your culture, your benefits. What do you have to do to make that person want to work for you? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of places aren't that desirable. And then they're like, well, what can't find find anybody? At my cockroach factory. (laughs) (laughs) So really take like an honest look at your business and be like, why would someone want to work here? What about this company is desirable to that uh, man or woman that we want to hire? Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think, I think we do. I, I, I like working here. I think it's fun. I love working here. I think it's. You just like, you just like it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's the best. (laughs) The best. It's awesome. But yeah, I think I do find, uh, it just, it just must be hard for like certain people that just have like a really boring business. I feel like all the trades are pretty exciting inherently, but there's other businesses that are just like. I don't know, selling mattresses. <laughs> How do you like create a company culture around that? Yeah. You can't even say you can sleep on them because you can't do that. You got to be at work. That's true. Anyway. Like a mattress salesman. Yeah. Or lady. 
Sales or lady. lady. Yeah. Sales lady. Anyway. A, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of aspiring mattress <laughs> salespeople listening Call to this podcast. Call into our hotline. Like, yeah. It's like to be a mattress salesman. Yeah. I always, yeah, I think that like, uh, I, I, when you said that, my mind went to like morgue workers. Oh, yeah. I feel like the people that work there are just like, eh, something, something a little off with those people. <laughs> that's where they, that's like, whoever is working there, it's probably like their dream job because they're just eh, a little off. Yeah. But. Maybe that's it. All right. And morgue workers also give us a call. <laughs> yeah. Let us know, let us know like. what that's all about. <laughs> but the trades are, there are a lot of like really cool and rewarding things about it. So take your yeah. time, like really, really like explaining what makes the job so rewarding. You know, obviously the company culture, all that kind of stuff. But what about the actual job do your current employees find you know satisfaction in and all that kind of stuff because a lot of people are also hiring people that weren't from the trades they're making a career shift from something else and they want to do something you know that's different every day that's um, exciting that makes them think and work with their hands so you know make it say all of those things that make it rewarding that somebody coming from another industry might not know Yeah. yeah it can be a great time Coming from a different industry. Yeah. Just an idea. <laughs> just, just an idea. Um, I do have a, a question, though. Okay. Like, because some trades need certain uh, call or uh, credentials. Yeah. Um, what about, like, hiring an apprentice versus hiring a seasoned employee? Yeah. That's probably a lot of... I want, is it, like, you hire apprentices because that's all you can afford at the time? Or do you think that there's, like, people... I just love starting from the bottom, giving them all their knowledge that they know. Yeah. And then you get somebody who's trained to your way of doing things. I think, um, I think it depends. I think it depends on the size of your company, the age of, you know, the maturity of your company, mm -hmm. how established you are. Uh, it does take, I think a while, um, for you to be seasoned as an owner to really, especially if you're a hands-on owner, if you start off as a hands-on owner, I think it does take some time um, before you're ready to say jump into hiring somebody that has all the experience, that has all these things. Mm -hmm. Number one, you know, depending on your prior experience before you started the business, you need to be like comfortable and confident in your own skills enough to hire somebody that might be better than you. It took me, I think, I think it was a good thing for me to be in business for a few years before somebody like Anthony came on board because um, I think that was like the point where I was ready to, I was comfortable with everything that I knew, but I was, I guess, comfortable enough in my own skills that I was ready to bring somebody on that was so much more experienced and I yeah. was ready to like defer to them on a lot of things. So um, I think that's like a... Uh, a balance that you need to find, but also in the beginning, you probably can't afford to hire somebody that's super experienced and you really just need somebody that's going to be an extra hand and mm -hmm. somebody that's going to learn. And as the company grows, that person skill set grows and then maybe they work themselves into that experienced, you know, technician role. Yeah. So, yeah. Two yeah, because I, I feel like that's, that would be a great place it would be great to like start a new employee and then train them in the way that you like to do things. And then you've like created this cohesive team. Yeah. You know, however many months down the road, everyone's working together nicely. Yeah. But it's also got to feel like a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know what you're doing. Yeah. You really you got to have a good process or else you're just going to ruin that person for yeah. everybody and else. Think of so much like, like you said, you started with your dad and he was like really neat and meticulous and like <laughs> that kind of you kind of didn't do that because it was your, you were learning from your dad or Anthony yeah, said like he learned to be really meticulous and whatever from his first employer. So I feel like yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of pressure from that first job. You retain a lot of those skills. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. No pressure guys, but yeah, don't mess it, up those first year employees. That's what would be nice about like a more established, um, like Votech type of, uh, community where, like I know there's some tech tech schools around us, but it they're not like it's not a really good program where yeah. they have um you know internships or um you know 
I guess like partial work days where they get to go to school in the morning and then work on a job site. Um, yeah. At least I'm not aware of a lot of those opportunities. And yeah. there's, I think there's room for a lot more of that, um, especially yeah. with the, the deficit in skilled labor. I'm so interested in, in like learning more about how that works because like we've already talked about, like the, the tech school around us, I don't know if it's still looked at, at it like this, but the way it lo- was looked at when we were in high school was that it's like, that's where the bad kids go. Yep. Um, you didn't really hear anything about those kids doing internships or like yeah. really anything. You just go to school and you kind of try some things and then whatever. But recently, like we went to JLC, we went yeah. to like a tech or a techo block, thing. techo block show. They both had trade school kids at these shows. And I'm like, that's great. They that should be really out. Cool. Yeah. They should be out learning these things or they should really focus on getting these kids into internships, like getting really hands-on Yeah. during that time. Like, yeah, I think cause they are obviously learning skills in the school, but mm-hmm. th- there's that controlled environment is in a lot of ways, it's nothing like a real job site and right. you're not going to get that like real world experience until you're out on a job site. So um, I think it would not only be a great thing for the kids that are in the school, but also for the surrounding like trades community. It's a really good way to like encourage younger people to get into it. Yeah. A good way to find new employees and, you know, bring them up. Yeah. So maybe we should start a trade school. Maybe we should. Yeah. How many people do you think we could fit in this van and train them? (laughs) We're going to need a bigger van. I feel like we should start like a, like a trade. Let's go on the road. Take the show on the road to different trade schools and speak to them. They used to have assemblies in in our schools. Yeah. We should do an assembly. It was always like extreme athletes, like (laughs) a skateboarder that would like do crazy tricks and then be like, don't do drugs. (laughs) We had like uh, this one that was yo-yos. It was a bunch oh, of people yeah. doing yo-yos. Did you have that too? Oh yeah, yeah. I was probably like I don't know, like third grade or something. Yeah, yo-yos were there was big. Like, back oh then. yeah, there was like a short period where yo-yos were like so cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, faded fast. Faded very fast. I haven't seen a yo-yo in years. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but I thought that that was like going to be a a like real job yeah. uh, opportunity <laughs> valid career like that was like yeah. a a thing that you could pursue <laughs> yeah I wonder, I wonder where all those yo-yoers are now i hope they're not doing drugs <laughs> after they told us after not they, to do yeah. Them, yeah. they insisted we don't so i feel like doing drugs might make you better at yo-yoing i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't have much experience with either but i just feel like they go hand in hand yeah anyway uh, i don't know how we got onto that but yeah Good tangent. Yeah. Um, okay, so our next article is another Forbes article. Okay. Uh, the seven C's, how to find and hire great employees. Yeah, I feel like the first the first one really um, was focused on like how to attract them, how to, you know, get potential people. How to in, find you know, people. Intrigued. Yeah. yeah. Next thing is is how do you how do you find that needle in the haystack? Once you have right. twenty people apply, who do you pick? Yeah, what are you looking for? Yeah. All right. Do you want to guess the first C? Do you want to guess any of the Cs? Uh, There's how many seven are there? Seven. Seven. Uh, let me think. I love guessing stuff. Guessing. Stuff <laughs> I know you so do. So fun. I thought. I thought you might like to guess this. Um. Hmm. I'm. I'm, I'm so blank. I'm put on the spot. I can't yeah. really think of anything that starts with a C. Or just give me one. Give okay. me one, and then I'll think. Then, of, then, I'll yeah. try to keep guessing. All right. So the first is competent. Competent, yeah. Yep. Who needs this to be competent? Is the first you are the factor to consider. Does the potential employee have the necessary skills, ex- experiences, and education to successfully complete the tasks? Yeah, solid. That's important. That's yeah. yeah that's number one. Uh, I got one. Communication. That has to be one. It is not. No. What? That has <laughs> to be. <laughs> what about communication? That they are a good communicator. Yeah, they need to be a good communicator. You should. Add, you should add an eighth C. I should be. That's a good one. In. Forbes magazine. Yeah. That's not on there? Nope. There's seven sure C's isn't. and that's not one of them. Nope. <laughs> I'd say that should be like number one. Communication <laughs> is so important, especially yeah. on a job site. Yeah. You know, there's so many like little details that could 
and different ways to do things like, yeah. hey, are we doing a one inch overhang on this? Uh, you know, or uh, just so many different things that need to be communicated. Yeah. Everybody's doing different things. What's the what's the tread depth on this uh, set of stairs? You know. Yeah, Those or if just like general employee employment things, like are you happy here? Yeah, you should voice if you're not happy. You should voice if you are happy. Yeah, those should always be open communications. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, we found our eighth C. I'm glad we could okay. add to this. Well, let's see what other what other <laughs> just ridiculous C's are on there. Um, number two, capable. Will this person complete not only the easy tasks, but will they find a way to deliver on the functions that require more effort and creativity? That's kind of the same as competent. I almost. feel like that is. Yeah. But that almost like, like they're competent, they can do it, but are they going to look for the next? Yeah. Are they going to want to keep growing? Are they going to want to expand their knowledge base? So, yeah, I think what they mean by that. that is, do they have the baseline skills to perform the the tasks that are everyday tasks within the position? Yeah. But are they capable to take those things, you know, that are maybe a little bit uh, beyond the traditional scope of their job and able to like figure things out on the fly. Yeah. Which in the trades is super important. Yeah. And I feel like that is more like competent or what is it? Competent, right? That was the first one. Competent. Yeah. That's more of like a skill set or mm-hmm. capable is more of a mindset. Yeah. Skill set mindset. Yeah. Love that. Little one, two punch. First skill set. Next Second mindset. mindset. Mindset's Although so Although I feel important. like mindset might be one. I would think mindset's one. Like we talked about earlier. Yeah. We could write a whole article. We should we should write a Forbes article. The four sets to success. Skill set, mindset. I'm working on the other couple, but okay. <laughs> okay, we'll get there. What else we got? Uh, compatible. Can this person get along with colleagues? And more importantly, can he or she get along with existing and potential clients and partners? That is... Super important. That is super important. And it's hard to judge when you're like hiring a person because everyone's on their best behavior. They're putting their best foot forward. Everyone knows what they should say in an interview. Yeah. So that's tough. You really got to be good at reading people if you're going to be the hiring person. And I think that that it comes with experience. Yeah. Like you have to like really have seen these things before Mm -hmm. and you just like get a sense of people. And that's another reason I think it's really important to, you know, take your time and have maybe a few interviews with the potential hire. Yeah. And if you're a big enough company, have several different people interview them. Yep. Excuse me. And then everybody gets together and talk about it. Yep. Do a little vibe check. Talk about that person behind their back. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But that is super important because like, especially on a small crew, like, Everybody's got to get along. Yeah, they have Everybody's to. Everybody's got to get along or if it's not, it's not just good. It makes everybody miserable. If two, yeah. if you have a crew of five people and two of those people hate each other, that doesn't just make those two people miserable. It makes everybody's yeah. day bad. Yep. So you really need to make sure that everyone's compatible. Yeah. And I hate it when people have conflict amongst the team. I don't like that at all. Yeah, I don't like it either. <laughs> it throws me off. And I say, <laughs> we got to sit down and talk about this. Yeah. As uncomfortable as that might make me feel, <laughs> we're going to talk it out and we're going to get it figured out. Yeah. Or one of you has to be fired. <laughs> That's it. It's the only option. I got to work yeah. here too. I want to enjoy myself. Exactly. And if there's this weird tension, get out of here. Skedaddle. Yeah. So yeah, take your time hiring people. Make sure that they're going to be compatible. And, uh, and if they're not and you feel like it's definitely their fault, cut them. Yeah. Bye-bye. And also, I think people need to be open to, like, constructive criticism, which is very hard. But if if it's hard to hire somebody, know exactly what they're going to be like and if they're going to fit in. And then if yeah. they don't and you kind of have a conversation with them, like, you should always have that conversation. Be like, okay, like you said. Yeah, like, stop it with like, the whatever you're doing that's weird. Just yeah. stop it. <laughs> stop being weird and yeah, be cool. Just be more of an enjoyable person to be around. <laughs> Or you're fired. <laughs> or sometimes there's like something weird like, you know, Rick doesn't like the cut of your jib. Stop doing that. Or like something specific, like if it's like a specific thing. Like, yeah. Like, like you keep you, taking these drill bits out and you're not putting them yeah. back. And that makes, if somebody did that, that would make Anthony really upset. Yeah. 
but usually it's me that does that. And I'm his <laughs> boss, so he can't say too much about it. Ha, got him. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. That it might not be something that like is super apparent, but you need as a leader to be able to hash that out yep. and pull somebody aside and say, hey, you're doing this thing. I know it's not a big deal to most people, but Anthony or whoever else, I don't want to single out Anthony like he's, <laughs> you know, but um, whoever on the team, yeah, they, you know, when you use their stuff, make sure it goes back. Yep. Have that Have communication. Yeah, that's where communication is, comes back around. What are the other C's? Because <laughs> I feel like that needs to be in there. Okay. The next is commitment. Is this candidate serious about working for you long term or is he or she just passing time? Love that one, actually. That is a really good one. That one, I think, is one of the things I'm always looking for. Yeah. I want to make sure that somebody is here to stay. Yep. For life. Yeah. <laughs> Until they die. Yeah. <laughs> and depending on what happens after we die, you might still, In I might still life. need your commitment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not totally sure what happens after we die, but if it involves working, you still work here. <laughs> so keep that in mind. But no, that is super important because like we said, training people takes a long time. You know, it takes yeah. a long time to like get to know like how everybody fits together on a team. So you want that person to be invested for the long term and grow with the company. Yeah. And hopefully not only grow with it, but help it grow. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's one of those things in the interview that people can say, like people know what to say, like, yes, of course I want to work here long term. But you need to ask those other kind of questions like, Mind game questions. Yeah, like, are you, oh, are you going to school? Like, what are you going to school for? Like, ask those kinds of questions to kind of yeah. see really where these people's priorities are. Put them on their heels. Yeah. Yeah. Kind exactly. Of real good and sneaky at interviewing. So you oh, get real yeah. people's real. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to get into some of those interview questions. And yeah. uh, <laughs> what do we, we got on time check here? <laughs> I haven't been paying attention at all. Uh, 47 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've been just going on and on. Yeah. Oh, my oh, wow. God. Okay. All right. Let's plow through these next couple. couple yeah, because I got to hear the rest of the okay. C's. The fifth is character. Okay. Does this person have values that align with you? That's important. Are they honest? Do they trust? Yeah. Are they trustworthy? You don't Are wanna, they selfless? You don't want to hire a deceitful, dishonest yeah. um, sociopath. Yep. And I, that, that We're going to come back to that. Okay. Um, culture. Every business has a culture or a way that people behave and interact with each other. Culture is based on certain values, expectations, policies, and procedures that influence the behavior of a leader and employees. Yep. So make sure they fit in your culture. We already talked about that. Done. Yep. Uh, And compensation. You always got to make sure you're on the same page with everybody in compensation. Yeah. I would say that that is very important. Um, Obviously, it's not always all about the money. But it is partially, it is always partially at least a little bit about the money. I feel Um, like everyone has some wiggle room in what they need and what their lifestyle can handle. Like, yeah, it depends on all those maybe benefits and perks of the job that make it like, okay, this is going to give me a lot more freedom in the rest of my life. So I'm willing to maybe make a little bit less, but there still is a, you know, a threshold there. Right. And ideally, you should pay them as much as you can, and hopefully they're happy. Because we just had a um, performance review with one of our employees, and I said, we're going to give you a raise. And they said, no, no, wait till the end of the year. Wait till, let's see how we do this. And I'm like, that's not how it works, all right? You're doing a great job. The company's doing great. Where do we find you? That was Anthony. (laughs) <laughs> he got a little raise and uh he's try to find yourself an anthony yeah seriously he's one in a million he really is he really is i'm like uh, anthony come on like shop and take your race yeah you you're gonna get it race. Either way. <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah okay what a guy just yeah 10 yep. out of 10 yep um okay so this part's fun yeah so everybody yes asks the same interview questions like oh tell us about your past experience blah 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 and like we talked about Everyone knows how to answer those questions yep. in a way that sounds pleasing. Yep. So this gives examples of other questions that you should ask to gauge people's responses, which I think is an amazing idea. Yeah. 
Because I remember one time I was in an, in an interview. Do you want to try one of these before, oh, before yeah. the episode's over? Yes. We I said do. that we were going to talk about it. Yeah. Do you want to say what it is? It is a also a two chicks drink, and it is a whiskey, spicy ginger, and orange cocktail. A sparkling new fashioned. Oh, it's kind of like an old fashioned, but new and sparkling. A new fashioned. <laughs> Sounds kind of awesome. I like it. Um, but like I was saying, I was in an interview once, and the person asked me, if money were no object and you could redo life, what would your career be? And I was like, that's a, that's a really good question to ask somebody because yeah. you're not saying like, oh, I would be a X, Y, and Z because that's what you're hiring for. Like, that's a good question. You can yeah. kind of really get a gauge of where people's priorities lie. What did you say? Um, I, at what was the, time, the job position? What I did before in commercial real estate. Oh, okay. My company... There's no way that you can fake it and say, yeah, I would be doing this. I would definitely be doing this. Yeah. Um, no, I said I would be a... Uh, Sailor. I said a travel travel blog or vlogger. Oh. Like live on a boat. Yeah. Travel the world and vlog and blog about it. That sounds cool. That's somebody's job and I bet it's cool. I bet it is. Except I wouldn't want to be on a boat all that time. I would get seasick. I don't know if I'd get seasick. I don't, that just... I would like to travel by plane, maybe, and hmm. stay places, but not travel around on a boat, I don't think. Huh, interesting. Yeah. I would live in a, on a boat in a heartbeat. Yeah. 1,000%. Not me. No. I would live in a boat right now, currently, if my husband would allow it, and we would just be, like, down the road in a boat all year round. <laughs> he said no. I already tried and asked. Yeah. <laughs> it would have to be, like, a pretty big boat. I don't know. <laughs> and, like, if it's on the water, it's, like... I don't know, it's rocking all day. Yeah. I feel like you would be dizzy when you that. get out of the boat. You get you sea legs, w- but that's fine. Oh, you do? Yeah. That's a thing? Sea legs are when you get off of a boat and you still kind of feel like you're like swaying. Oh. Yeah, that that like definitely that. happens, but it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you just look like you're drunk walking yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, not a big deal. All right, so Sean, I'm going to ask you these interview questions. Oh, okay. This are is going to be fun. Yep. What is your natural strength? Um... I would say about uh, 150 pounds, <laughs> maybe 200. Oh. Is that yeah. what that means? No. Oh, it, no, it's not? Okay. It just means that it's not like, what are you naturally good at? Like not something that you Being worked- creative. Yeah. Thinking outside the box. Yeah. Being annoying to an extent. <laughs> like sometimes I purposely try to be annoying for a laugh. Like yeah. not in like an annoying way, but like in a... <laughs> Kind of like a subtle annoying way, like a sarcastic, ironic kind of annoying way. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Say mostly creativity. Yeah. The next, what kind of animal would you be, and why? Um. Wow, that's a good one. I would say an eagle. An eagle. Yeah, you get to fly above everything, see everything, and everyone's always so excited to see you. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, whoa, it's an eagle. Yeah. I think that would be cool. That's really nice because that is your wife's favorite animal. It is? So, yeah. Or that's like her spirit animal? Yeah. She talks about eagles constantly. She loves eagles. She does, yeah. She texts me every single time she sees one. Yeah. She loves them, so. Yeah. I mean. Adorable. I feel like everyone gets really excited about seeing an eagle. Yeah. They're so cool. They're our nation's bird. Yeah. They used to be endangered. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they're endangered. I don't think they are anymore. That's why, like. You're, you're starting to see them a little bit more. They made a comeback. But, uh, yeah. What would your animal okay. be? Um, hmm. That's an interesting, I like, that one's an interesting question. I like that. It's a good one, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe an elephant because I just really love elephants and they just, they're so smart. They're like really family oriented. Like people are, they like love keeping within their packs. They're super loyal. They like... They're really smart. Eh. They do get hunted, though. That's, exactly. Yeah. And they're such a big target. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll switch it. I, lo- I Elephants are definitely my favorite. I mean, this is favorite. kind of like a, uh, like a, you know, not a real scenario. So we could say it's in a world where they're not going to be hunted. Yeah. Like that's fair to say. Yeah. So, okay. Let me, I'm going to change it. Okay. Because uh, I'll be a wolf. Apex predator. Oh, okay. Apex predator. You don't have to worry about that at all. That's true. And they're just like out there living in beautiful landscapes. 
And they're very like majestic. They're majestic. They're like majestic, powerful. Yeah. Obese. They mean business. Yeah. And they're not that big. They're big, but they're yeah. not like the biggest animal. They're just. Yeah. They're just out there living their lives. So I think I'm going to go with wolf. Okay. Hey. Kind of dog-like. I love dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's my answer. Okay. Wolf. All right. What else we got? This is fun. I like this. What qualities of your parents do you like the most? Oh. Oh, this. It's a great question. Really? Yeah. That's, that's a, a really good, good question. question. It might be um, sensitive, though, if people don't have parents. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe put that one on the back burner. Um, it is a good question, though. I would say for my parents, uh, my dad is very creative. Um, and I'm trying to think how to put this. He's uh, he's not afraid to just be who he is and do what he wants to do. He's real into like poetry and art yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And he's got like crazy long white hair. He just like kind of he's a one of a kind. Does his kind thing. Of yeah. Doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And uh, just rolls with it, which yeah. I think is cool. And my mom has uh, a very strong sense of like, uh, tell me I can't do something and I'm going <laughs> to prove you wrong with everything in my being. I will fight yeah. you. Um, and she's always kind of been like that. She went to college when she was like 40, went back yeah. to school, went to UPenn, did all kinds of like really cool stuff. She very uh very driven yeah so i think i get a lot of that from her yeah i was gonna say i feel like you're like yeah a nice combo of both, of both. Yeah. yeah very nice that's a good one all right that is now you one. answer um about my parents um i think about my dad he is like no is not a word in his vocabulary like if if he needs to figure something out he just figures it like he like we always say, every know how to say no. <laughs> <laughs> he has a limited vocabulary. Yeah, he has a very limited vocabulary. Oh god. Um, but it like we always say, like there's no such thing as a problem. It's just a solution that hasn't been found yet. That is like his ride or die. Like he yeah. he that's how he lives his life. He can fix anything. He can build anything. He's so creative, and he's just like yeah. You just can't bother that man. Like he's so he doesn't care like what people think. He just does his thing, and he. He's had two successful businesses and he just. I feel like the, I don't know him very well, but I feel like he he kind of puts off a vibe for sure. Definitely. He yeah. has like a um, a persona mm-hmm. that's larger than life, <laughs> I would say. But uh, when you said like he doesn't know is not in his vocabulary, I feel like most people think like like I feel like my mom's more like, oh, yeah, I can't do it like. I'm going to prove you wrong. I feel like mm. Skip's more just like, okay, I. that's great that you think that I can't. Well, yeah. Well, well, check it out. I did. <laughs> and he absolutely like he's can. Not, he's just like, like okay. yeah. yeah. He's just like, inherently, he's not using his motivation. Like, I feel like yeah. I do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah. here you go. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> it. you're wrong and you're going to feel stupid about it, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. I did he's just like thing. very like... Uh, <laughs> He's a strong a, but silent type. He's, yeah, like he's a, a quiet calm man. confidence. Yes, a calm yeah. confidence. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I respect about him. Um, and my mom, I, I feel like it's kind of the same about my, my mom. Is like, she's the best. She's so what, nice. She's so nice. She is so just, nice. You couldn't get nicer than my mom. No. And you could try. She'll prove you wrong. <laughs> And everyone always says that they think of her as like the perfect, like fifties housewife because her house is perfect. She wakes up at like 6 a.m. every morning and gets perfectly done up. Um, very opposite of me in that respect. But she is like, she's just perfect. But then like she throws down in the garden. Like she'll be, she'll sling a bag of like 50 pound mulch over her shoulder and be like, yeah, no problem. She's like 5'1". She she weighs like almost nothing. She's like this small little woman and she's just it's so nice. like nothing like that will stop her. Like she's, yeah. she says like such a nice, I mean, knowing her she is super nice but you mm-hmm. just like you look at her and you're like she's so nice yeah like you just know <laughs> one look at linda you're like she is just such a sweet person you can just tell instantly yeah and then you talk to her and she's so nice she's so nice so nice and so helpful yeah and she's like 100 percent the mom that i call like once a day and i'm like mom and she'll just yeah. sit there and 
She's a great advice giver. She's the best. That's awesome. All right, what else we got? Um, This is so fun. I feel like this is the <laughs> funnest part of this. Yeah. Uh, okay, the last one. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest misperception people have about you? Ooh. I feel like that's a good one, too. These are, these, where's this article from? This is a good article. I like this a lot. The New York Times. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Wordle people. Oh. The Wordle people. The Wordle people. Um, What was it again? The biggest misconception about you. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I'm not sure. I feel like I've maybe squashed a lot of the misconceptions on this podcast already that like yeah. people maybe think that uh, that I have it. I guess I, I would say that I don't know that people think I have some sort of like um, really great skill or something to be able to start a business and like, you know, some people look at what we've done and are like, I want to get to that point and they think that I have something inherently with me that they don't have. Um, but I, I don't see it like that at all. I feel like I've obviously talked about a lot of my weaknesses and mm-hmm. the one thing I would say is just like perseverance. Like I'm just going to keep going till I figure it out. Yeah. But I, I feel like I do get like a lot of comments that, you know, people either think that, uh, that I had a ton of prior experience or, um, you know, some people think that like the business was handed down to me or I had some sort of like special training mm-hmm. and I think, I feel like people are kind of shocked when I'm just like, no, I just like built a deck in a patio and I was like, I like this. <laughs> I'm going to just completely jump into this. Yeah. So I would say maybe that. I think that's a good one. What I about you? I th- oh, go ahead. Well, for you, I okay. think that I, f- I feel like that's accurate. And I think that like when we go to shows and stuff, people are like, how did you learn all this stuff? Like you must have trained under somebody good or whatever. You're like, no, I watched like YouTube and I learned how to do stuff. And people are yeah. like, no, there's no way that that's possible. But you're yeah. like, no, you can teach yourself a lot of things. You There's an <laughs> infinite amount of knowledge online that you just, uh, you need to jump into those situations and say, I'm going to figure it out. And then you need to go ahead and figure it out and you need to do a lot of research. You need to do all that stuff, but the resources are out there and I leveraged them a lot in the beginning. Yeah. Books and videos and forums, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. All right. What about you? Biggest misconception. I honestly have no idea. I don't really know what people think about me. I don't really, Hmm. I don't know. I don't really care what people think about me, so I don't really pay a whole lot of attention, like a lot of attention. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's their misperception. <laughs> they think that I like. They think you care. <laughs> I think I care. I don't. No, I, I feel don't. like that's a hard. That's like a really introspective question, and I'm not. I'm. I don't think that I have an answer for that. Think about it. We'll come back to it next week. What do you think about what? Do, what do you think about me? <laughs> what do I think? <laughs> like, as a third party, what do you think? What do people? S- Think about me. That is incorrect. Do you have any example? Um, I, don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, okay, I'll give the I'll give the obvious answer of people think that I graduated college. Not only do people <laughs> think that I graduated college because I went to two different colleges, people think that I have a master's degree. Yeah, and I don't. So there you go. But you don't necessarily go out of your way to correct them if it's uh, in a job interview. N- well, no, <laughs> that sounds sketchy. I didn't. No, no, I didn't. No one said that I had that, and then I said I let them think that. They just assumed that and didn't say anything to me. So yeah. <laughs> then I was already working there, and I was like, "Well, yeah, you hired I me." I never on said you. that I yeah. had it. So <laughs> I never said that. That's your assumption. Okay. Um. Any other ones? That's I, I, it. And oh, really? That that is it. But I think it's just an open forum for to inspire people to think of their own. Yeah, good I questions. got one. Okay. That uh, I saw, I don't know, like in one of those like random articles, like this is the one question that Google asks at their interview or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, how many windows are in New York City? How many windows are yeah. in New York City? Is this like a trick question? No. <laughs> or it's just like a general guess? I think um, the basis of the article was like, it's like one secret question that like, I mean, it's probably not true at all, but that like they ask their engineers 
and it's like just a way to see what the line of thinking is behind it. Like, how do they come about a guess? Do they just say, I have no idea. How am I supposed to know that? It's ridiculous. Or do they say, hmm, okay, well, there is a hundred streets and each one probably has, I don't know, 20 Mm -hmm. buildings on it, 20 floors. Each floor has 30 windows. You know, they just want to see like, what is their line of thinking to get to a guess? Okay. So this is kind of like that, um, question you and Anthony were talking about the other day. Uh, are there more doors in the world or more wheels? Is that what it is? Doors or wheels. Doors yeah. or wheels? Yeah. Kind of the same yeah. thinking behind those two questions. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Do you have a guess for how many windows there are in New York City? Hey, I'm the one asking the questions Sorry. here. Uh, no, I don't. I didn't know that there were 100 streets in New York City, so I I wouldn't even... Well, I don't... I just... Yeah, like I just was like, eh, there's maybe 100. Oh. I don't know how many streets there are. I can't find my way around anywhere, especially <laughs> New York City. Yeah, I got I have nothing no on idea. That. I have no way of calculating that, so I guess I feel that. Yeah. I'm not meant to be an engineer. No. Dang it. I could maybe be an Engifar. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> I got it. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. Um, All right. Yeah. We're at our happy hour. We All didn't right. get through the other stuff, but uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll come back to that one day. Um. Yeah. I do feel like we did touch on a lot because the next part of it is how to retain those employees. And it's kind of a lot of the same stuff. I mean, part of the interview process is talking about your culture, talking about your benefits, talking about all that stuff. The retention part is like living that. Yeah. And not just having the um, your culture be like a slogan that's on the break room wall yeah. It's got to be something that is part of your business. And yeah, I mean, all the things that are going to keep them are the things that are going to get them there in the first place. But you just need to stay true to them. And like, it can't be a ruse to get them there. <laughs> you got to live up to it. Yeah. You got to live up to it. So. I will say just quickly skimming this list. Communication. Yeah. It did make this list. Which one? The how to retain your employees. Oh, yeah. Communication is very important. It didn't make the C list, but it did make this list. Yeah. Well, this is something that uh, is obviously a much more complicated subject than just one hour allows. So I think we'll probably break into other facets of employee relations, retention, all that kind of stuff in a future episode. Yeah. So uh, to be continued to some extent. Yeah. But I think think we touched on a lot of good stuff this week. I think we did, too. I think we did. (laughs) Anyway, till next week, it's been the hardworking happy hour. See you next week.